Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The reason why is because hip-hop is a a culture. It's not a music. You know what I'm saying? Rap is the music. Welcome to the What Hip Hop Questions Legends and List. My name is Nyla Simone. And I am Mouse Jones, aka the man that puts the drugs and juxtaposition. This week we're getting back to our questions and lists, and we're definitely gonna name some legends. Today we're gonna talk about top hip hop producers of all time. That's right, Nyla. And with no further ado, he's already shook the room. We have legendary Brooklyn's own Clark Kent, DJ and producer. And like I said, sneaker aficionado. Yeah, nah. I don't even know which one you're more famous for, the sneakers or the DJ. I don't care. It depends on how old you are. You gotta add, look. I don't even think so. I don't even care which one he's better at. It's, 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 it's which one he's more famous for. It's which one he's better at. He's equally great at all three. Yeah. Like, I think to like design a sneaker, like I don't think people understand the, the, the 87 sneakers. Like 87, by the way. Yeah. I don't think people understand that the fight that I was willing to fight to get my hands on those uh, on those on those one <laughs> like oh <laughs> one, 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 two, see, yo okay. those one one twos. I had to go. I had to, like that was the first time I ordered anything from Japan. First time. At least first, you got them. First time. At least you got them. That's like, awesome. I don't think people understand that. Like, the first time I had to go, and I was like, nah, authenticate these toys. I want to make sure I'm not getting got. <laughs> I'm about to say, you should nah, be legit. No, I didn't want to be prejudiced. But no, Clark, <laughs> welcome to the What Hip Hop Question Like It's an honor list. to be here. Yeah. It's I an know. honor to be asked to do things like this in a time like this. So I appreciate it. It's an honor to, it's an honor to have you agree. To no, yeah, honest. we're so hyped. Everybody like, that I told today was like, yeah. Clark Kent. Lit- literally, like, ran like, oh, no, nah, I got Clark. My dad was like, Clark. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, listen, I was happy enough just knowing that you knew who I was. So oh, come on, Mouse. After that, I was like, anything Mouse is, else? Mouse is making a name for himself in these streets, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they're quite aware. <laughs> but um, I know you recently I would like the- to say I only know about the good stuff. I don't that's know. All, that's all I care about. Okay, okay. That's all I care about. Okay, If Clark knows all the good stuff, that's all I care about. Yeah. Um, all right, I know you were recently a part of uh, the Notorious B.I.G. tribute and event. Yes, Tell I us was. about so that. Um, I was asked by Miguel Atwood and um, 
my boy Jeff Walker to participate in a tribute to Biggie. And uh, they wanted me because I was Biggie's DJ and I produced them and we made Junior Mafia together. And um, it, it's kind of impossible to say no when you ask me about Biggie. So I said yes. And we put together a, an actually very, very nice show and people appreciated it. And, you know, that that's all we were trying to do. It celebrate like my guy. It was like epic night. My, like, you, well, when, you, when you're in it, you're just trying to make sure that it, that we do what we do right. And if the people say it was epic, then cool. Yeah, nah. I I was looking on my timeline like, damn, I wish I was there. <laughs> it, it was really cool to do it because um, his mom was there. And then later she was like, you did it. You Aww. did it. And I was like, can someone take Miss Wallace home? Get her out of out of this club real quick. Please take her home. Because <laughs> like, I think she's a national treasure. Absolutely. Yeah, she is yeah, for sure. Um, what would you say are four traits that it takes to be an elite hip hop producer? Well, I think... um we should take it away from being an elite hip hop producer because hip hop is a culture. The music is rap. So if we're talking about rap music, then what I think it takes is being able to finish a record because that's what a producer really does. He f makes sure that the record is finished. He doesn't just give you a beat and walk away. Mm. I think it's um, being able to arrange within the song as much as the artist or as much as said writer. I think being a writer can also add to being a great producer. I think um, this, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the that's the shit for me. Like if I can do that, then and I make the ugly face and and want to just play it, yeah. then then that's great producer worthy. And um, you know, shifting and shaping and and uh, creating the way the sound changes from next to next to next. So I think uh. The great ones are the ones who, when you hear it, you go, now, that's who that is. That's who that is. That's who that is. You don't have to question, like, who these guys are. People who have their own unique sound. It, it's 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 more than just a sound. It's just a feeling. As soon as you hear it, mm -hmm. ah, that's, oh, yeah. okay, that's, and oh, nah, that's got to be. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're wrong, if, if, if you are wrong, it's because of how impactful the right guy was in the first place. Right. No, that's real. Now, how... How important to being a good DJ is being a great producer? And how important is it to being a great producer is being a good DJ? Well, I think the only way that it goes is producer. I mean, DJ producer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because um, as a DJ, you hear a lot of music and you should be listening to as much music as possible. And then that gives you the spark to become a producer. I'm not saying all producers have to be DJs, but if you're asking a DJ, I would think you should be a DJ first. Because going back, it means you're trying to grab something that really wasn't there for you. Mm. You know what I mean? If the music is in you already, you don't need to go back and try to be a DJ because then all you're trying to do is play your tracks somewhere. So it always, it, it should, that's smart. So yeah. it should always be a... Well, to me, if you're a DJ, the progression should be you want to make the music that people hear. But if you're already a producer... If you're already a producer, I don't necessarily think you have to go back. I think that you're you're creating something for people to listen to. So I don't think you necessarily need to go back to become a DJ, because all you're really gonna do is end up just playing your tracks everywhere you But go. just because you start as a DJ doesn't mean it's easy to produce, because I have no, started no, no, producing no, no. and it's a completely different, <laughs> like, well, it's a completely different ball game. Yes, you and that, yeah. that basement making six pieces. Uh, yo, it's, yo, it's really, they're rough. I be thinking like they're great, and then I play them for my dad, and he's like, yeah, that's, that wasn't really. Well, the thing is, no one made a dope beat the first time. Yeah. They were in the learning process, you know what I'm saying? Because, um, 
being crafty like that, it has to build up. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I might have made a hundred beats before I made one that person. Somebody was like, "Nah, that's fire." Mm. You know. But what so, was the first one that was fire to you? Um, shucks, probably something off of Jay's demo. Because, because mm. when I was when I was working on Jay's demo, like I might have had four or five hundred beats, but like that I thought were like fire. Like, come on, like use these, and he'd be like, "Nah, use that." And you know, I'll use that. How humbling is that? Or at that point, it, to me, like, it's not humbling at all mm -hmm. because I'm making music. Like it's it's coming from my heart. Yeah. So no matter what anybody else feels, it's about what I believe. Mm -hmm. And if I have a belief in something that I made, the producer part says, "Meet me halfway, and I promise you, I'll take you all the way there." Mm -hmm. But that's what the producer is supposed to do. He's supposed to take whatever you bring, writer or artist, and take you the rest of the way. Because you got to meet him halfway with him musically. He has to look at your music and go, oh, I can do something to this. Right. I, I can take an acapella and create a track for it. You know what I'm saying? But they can't necessarily do the, right. do the reverse. They can't take a track. They can't take a, their acapella and make a track for it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They need a producer or they should have a producer. I've always wondered what's, what's, and oh, what's, what's extremely important for being a producer is that the artist trusts you. Because if he doesn't. We don't no have that was yeah. that was exactly what I was about to ask oh, okay. you. Like, what was well? What's your best part of? What's your favorite part about building that trust with an artist? Um, I think in my case, you knock on wood, I was a little lucky because every artist I wanted to work with, I was already being DJ Clark Kent when I met them or when I got mm -hmm. to work with them. So, like, when I'm talking to Jay, going, "Yo, you got to stop hustling. You need to rap." He's going. Your DJ Clark Kent, so maybe I'll listen. You know, and one of my I'm, favorite. That's one of my favorite whole lines. I don't know, and a lot of people don't know about it, but that that line off the of theater. Them, um, I do it for hip hop with him, yeah. Nas, and uh, Ludacris. I rhyme to keep Clark. I was like, that's one of my favorite lines. But imagine if if I was just some guy telling him that, which there was plenty of guys who probably tried to tell him to rap. They didn't tell him to stop hustling. They told him to rap. You right. know what I'm saying? But I told him like, you got to stop hustling because of how good you rap. So let's do this together. And look, I don't know what it was. I don't know. Maybe it's like, again, like I, maybe it's because I was already being DJ Clark Kent. I already knew Jazz. So I'd already been in the studio when, with him when he was like 18 years old, 17 years old. I met him when he was like 16 or 17. So it maybe it's a, well, I was DJ Clark Kent when you met me. Maybe that's why he gave it this much trust. But this much trust after... Mean starting as soon as we started it became like nah what we doing and it would be him showing up in my crib going what we doing today show me what you got and like then I, it was like okay now i gotta be an engine to continuously be trying to figure out musically what's going to be right for him and his tales and the way he was penning or not penning i should say have you found a way to like uh like seamlessly bring like so many different like sub genres of, of the culture like together like from fashion sneaker fashion specific um, and then obviously streetwear, you're in a streetwear, mm -hmm. you still in or still on the music scene. If you want to go into yeah. a club today, you still body it. Like, how have you like, how do you embody that part of the culture? How are there so many different subgenres of the culture? I, I'm not I'm not trying to do it. I'm really am. I really am a, a sneaker junkie. I really mm -hmm. am a fresh junkie. Like mm -hmm. and most people like I'm not the sneaker collector. I'm a sneaker I want the shit so I can be, so I'm putting it on. But my thing is so I could be fresh. Mm -hmm. It's not so I could have it. Because mm -hmm. yeah. once I wear it, I'm like, hey, you can take it now. So like what it means to other kids or two kids is like, oh my God, I got this trophy. For me, it's like, 
Is it gonna be fresh? Is the outfit gonna be fresh? Because if the outfit ain't gonna be fresh, I don't want that shit. Mm. I don't care how much you hype it up. When it comes to playing parties, I want to be when I when when I'm so into it that I when I walk out the club, I want people to go, "He's fucking amazing," in a party. Like I don't care about being amazing with the cutting and scratching. I have my years for that. When I'm in a club, when we walk out, then people gotta go. He might be the best I've ever heard. Mm. So I'm true to it. I'm true to producing. If I decide to touch a drum machine, I want to I want to make something that's going to be great. Like so I don't touch a drum machine until I feel like the energy is there mm. because I don't want to be trying Forcing to force it. it. I don't force anything. You know what I'm saying? I, it, if it's not coming from my heart, it doesn't get done. Do you ever have like creative, <clears throat> sorry, creative like droughts? Um, I guess because I get to, to create so many different things. You could just. Yeah. So it's almost like if I had a musical drought, I, well, let me go craft some shoes or let me make a dope sweatshirt or let me uh, be, do some, create some, some ideas DJ wise to, yeah. to be incredible. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I have a drought, I have something else I could snatch. But like in the midst of those times when somebody would say they had a drought, I would be trying to create craftily or thinking, okay, maybe this at some point when I come out of this drought will work when I'm producing or maybe. Yeah. So, so I'm never not listening for They're just ideas right. in different places. Yeah. And then it, eventually, it, like I could be in an elevator, some elevated music come in. I'm going to hit the, what, what the fuck Shazam. is that? That's playing mm. just to, just if it hit me that way, I might never use it, but I might look back at it and go, okay. I, that motivated this. Yo, I love that. In my notepad, I have mad parts of songs where I'm like, at some point when I become a good producer, I want to flip this. Mm. <laughs> that I haven't yet flipped. Do y'all ever get to, exp as DJs and now like producers as well, do y'all ever get to just enjoy? I'm talking you. You're I'm a, not a producer. Your mind I'm a DJ. is working that way now though. Okay, so I'm asking like, do y'all ever get to, to hear somewhere. music the same? Gotta start like, do you, like, do you, do you get to hear music the same for like, just for enjoyment? If not, when was the last time you, heard music just as music I, I, everything i hear is music always everything i hear is music we just heard somebody knocking on something and said, that was music because it had a rhythm it started mm -hmm. when it first started it had a rhythm so it was music for me but were you all right but like I, when you hear like, something i now, continuously mm -hmm. always listen to music as that's the first okay anything that i make th think about this Every single song you've ever heard in your entire life, and I swear to you, you, if you go back to every recorded piece of music, it came from the first piece of music. Mm. So the first piece of music might have been somebody banging on some drums. Somebody else was like, I like that. And they created based off of that first piece of music. So everything that you hear is a sample. Yeah. That's dope. Clark was Brooklyn's Finest and plays anthem. Were those songs or samples that you were DJing and you heard? Or was that part of Crate Digging for you? Um, Player's Anthem was a, a sample that when I heard it, I was like, oh, I gotta make this. Um, Brooklyn's Finest was a song that I played at the end of every party I played. And because, mm -hmm. because we as a group hung out so much together, like me, Jay, Dame, Biggs, all, we hung out as a crew, you know what I'm saying? So much, they would be at every party and they would hear the song come on and then Dame was like, yo, you got to flip that again. Because what most people don't know is I use that sample on Damon's first group, The Future Sound, on a remix that I did for them. It's just that I only use one bar of it. But when you hear the song, it plays and has so much soul. When Dame was like, yo, you got to flip it again. I was like, okay, cool, but I'm going to take it soulfully. And soulfully, the only way to take it was five bars. So the fact that Jay could look at the five bars 
and figure out how to rhyme to five bars instead of four bars was was like the master part That's of it. Art. What was that recording session like? Seeing whole, I know I don't know if you've got access enough, but I have to. Like it's mm -hmm. one of my favorite songs ever. Like whole big the first time they were on record together. Yeah. yeah. What is that like? Like that's your beat that mm -hmm. you used to play mm -hmm. at the end of the party. You never reworked it. You seen Hov's genius rapping within that fireball. Now you got Big doing the same. And you like that the back? What do y'all? And did you even know it was gonna be what it is? Um, I, I I believe I knew what it was gonna be because it wasn't Biggie's record, and he wasn't supposed to be on the record. It was Jay's record, and um, but I just. Biggie wanted to be a part of the song so much because he heard the beat by accident that I was like, it'll just come to the studio and wait downstairs. All I can do is ask. Oh, you know I remember you telling that story. <laughs> so I go upstairs, I track the beat, Jay goes in and he does a whole song. Like Jay rhymed for the whole song. And then um, probably stupidly, I was like, yo, when he comes out the booth and the shit is fucking fire, what he did was fire. I'm like, yo, yo, we should get Biggie on this. And he's looking at me like. The disrespect. That, no, 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 not the disrespect. He's probably looking at it like, he's looking, sure, let's get Biggie on it, but how? No, not, not really. It was, it, he almost looked at me like, why did you say that now? Like after I just went oh, in there right. and Because his all thought that. process would have been different. Right, maybe, right? So he goes, plus, you know, I don't really know him. And I was like, well, you know, I know him. And Dame, the funniest part is he's going, Nah, fuck that. We ain't paying Puff no money, right? <laughs> and I just was like, okay. and then but but you know Jay turns and he says, I mean you know if if he if he if he feel like it and he like it and whatever. So I I was like I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and the bathroom is out in the hall near the elevator. I went down to the elevator and brought him back up and was like, Hey guys, Biggie, yeah, they Jay. probably looking like and, um, what? <laughs> and Jay Jay uh, he was like yo you a funny nigga. <laughs> like, that's all he said. He's like, you a funny nigga. And then I introduced them. There wasn't even no real words by, between it. It was, they just laughed. And then he was like, you fuck with this? He was like, yeah. So he played it. And then Jay was like, turn my vocals off. After we, after he played it once and he was like, you fuck with it? He was like, yeah. But then he turned my vocals off and he just like, let it play. And then you could just see Jay. Doing a complete different new. And he goes, I'm ready, and goes in the booth and does totally different. Everything that you hear on the record is totally different than what he did before. Yeah. And then he goes, you ready? And Big was like, what the fuck just happened? I was like, <laughs> I told you, he thinks of the rhymes. Like, and the thing is, like, I was on tour with Biggie, telling him, yo, my guy's like the, the most incredible shit in the world. And he's just like, all right. And I was like, no, he doesn't write rhymes down. He was like, nah. And then he seen it. And then... After he seen it, he was like, what the fuck just happened? And I was like, I told you, don't write no rhymes down. Are you ready? He was like, nah, I need to take this shit home. <laughs> so, but in that moment, he goes, he didn't write that down. I was like, nah. He said, I ain't writing rhymes no more. Fire. Wow. And then he never wrote his rhymes down again. But I told him how Jay did that. So once I told him how he did it, he was like, okay, I get it. So, you know. So but, technically, you're the greatest rap producer uh, ever. Nah. No, that story right there, that is the story of the but, greatest but, rap producer ever. But it, it's a story of how being a producer works. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, bring them together. Make them do it. Like, explain how it gets done in the middle. Even though Jay came up with totally different rhymes, it was like, now here's these five boss spaces for you to fill. Can you do that? 
And it took like two and a half months for Biggie to come back and be like, let's go. But it was the night before mastering. Wow. Yeah, because we was on the road. Oh, so, okay. you know, and, and he was going on, yeah, yeah. also getting the rhymes together yeah. to fit what Jay-Z did. Yeah. And then we get to the studio the night before mastering and they leave me in there after Big does his verses. They leave me in there with no hooks. So now I got to make the hook. And then that's me on the hook. So if you think about the song. Right. The song is called Brooklyn's Finest. Mm-hmm. It wasn't at first. Mm-hmm. It's called Brooklyn's Finest. Brooklyn's Finest Rapper. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn's Finest MC. Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's Finest DJ. DJ Producer. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope as hell. There is a part of producing that's like phil jackson pat riley right like it's oh no for, for real uh, if a, if a producer gains the trust and he's the coach you got to make so, the team play for right you. so like every record that was made for reasonable doubt it was like we'd sit down and listen to mm-hmm. it and think about it if 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 you're an artist do you necessarily just listen to everybody or you listen to the people you trust in that room i'm one of the people in the room i started the the whole let's record jay-z situation I started the whole, let me introduce you to Dame Dash. He should be a manager. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, shit, he brought Dame, he brought Jay. Like, yeah, nah, trust him. You know what I'm saying? So the trust between me and him is different, like still, you know? So you're currently listening to the What Hip Hop Questions, Legends and Lists. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, listen, we are here to get to this list. Yes. This is already the great, I said it on my own. This is already the greatest <laughs> episode of what that we've ever had. And it's about to get greater. Okay. Yeah. We got five spaces to fill in for the best rap producer of all time. We'll start with the youth in the room. Mind oh, your business. Oh my God. That's who, a good one. Who is your number five? All right. So my number, all right. I, I'm not going to do that. So I put for five premiere and four Jimmy Dupree. That's a good, that's a good five and four. I'm not going to hold you. Yeah. That's a good five for it. All right, cool. Um, as for me, I went number five, Teddy Riley. Number four, Dr. Dre. Um, I think both of those guys. Is I'm, Teddy rap? Have you ever heard Rex and Have you ever heard, all I want to do is zoom, zoom, zoom me? Have you ever heard any of New Jack Swing? There's much rap. There's much show. Rap. What about the show? The is show. It? Like, there's oh, much okay, rapping okay, on okay. New Jack Swing. I feel like New singing. Jack Swing is like. Well, that's a big reason why I got Teddy Riley on this list, right? Because both him and Dr. Dre, like, birthed and authored sounds. That's for sure. You feel what I'm saying? Like, they they authored sounds. Dr. Dre, multiple sounds over multiple generations. Teddy Riley, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm not mad at it. The person who I was looking up, I was trying to see if they're a producer. But I don't think they're a producer. I was going to say Raphael Sadiq. He's not a producer, he's right? Definitely he's definitely a producer. producer. So, okay. And he's amazing. He's a great producer. Like, no, he's like, but then it's like, no, that's no. not rap, though. He's fucking amazing. But, amazing. but that's not rap. I agree, but he's amazing. That's why I said I don't think Teddy Riley's rap either. Teddy his Riley first, has done some rap records, but I mean, his first I, rap I don't even show. I don't even understand how you get him on the best in rap. He, because he, he only has a certain amount of rap songs. But Teddy they're great. They're great Without songs. those songs, is rap the same? Without those songs that he Without, produced, the is rap show the is probably the greatest hip hop record ever. So with so no, many wait, wait, lines and wait, 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 and the reason why I say that is because it had the DJing mm-hmm, on it, mm-hmm. it had the beatbox mm-hmm. on it, and it had a dope beat. It, it was it was literally like one of the best all hip hop. With like it, like it's it's almost like the only record that transcends rap mm-hmm. and becomes hip hop. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like I like that. that. That's well worded. Well, but. Because he used everything. Let, hey, I said I like Teddy Riley. I just I didn't know he was rap. Or I would put rap yesterday. You, you you still get you still get like there's still records that sure he may not have a large category. Because New but, Jack Swing is New Jack Swing, but a huge portion of that is hip hop. And well, oh, New Jack Swing is based off of hip hop. Yeah, but it's, or, or should I say based off well, of rap? rap. But it has its own title. Like it, it but, is. New but don't Jack forget Swing. where it came. From. It came from hip hop though. It, right, came from, it came from it came from it came from rap. He list. did that right. in his mother's kitchen. All right, all right. Bobby Brown list. came to record <laughs> in Harlem in the kitchen. Yep. Okay, that's, that's why bad. Teddy Riley's on this list. Right, Y'all can cool. be mad at me. You yell he made at me. this money. I don't care, huh? <laughs> what did you say? Well, I made this money. You right, Ted? Oh, I, at the end of the yeah, uh, my brother. Oh, I, I couldn't hear. We out of here. Oh, we out of here. <laughs> it's my 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 my. All right, guys. <laughs> I love doing who, that. Who you got, OG? Our guest. Um, I don't have five. I have six. Oh. I have a number six, and then number okay. six, I have two people tied. Okay. I have Kanye West and No ID tied. Wow. Fair. Fair. Right. So much classic work between Shy Town. At number five, I have Dr. Dre and DJ Quick tied. Oh wow! Okay, okay. I'm not arguing. <laughs> DJ Quick's a fucking demon. I'm not arguing that. I just and at number four, I got Just Blaze. Okay. I'm not mad at that. You can't be mad at that. Wait. 
Yeah, so I have Quick and Dr. Quick, Dre. Quick and Dr. Dre. You yes. put them together because they both West Coast. No, because they're both he at said, the same he's level to they're me. Tied. They're tied at oh, number okay. five. As to where me and you probably seen Kanye and No ID tied because they've done a lot together. Yeah. He's saying Dre and Quick are tied level. because they, even on separate planes they're tied. Right. Hmm. But I seen it the same way when he said Kanye and No ID. I'm like, oh, of course, because you don't really they're get just, uh, Kanye without a No ID, but. He's still saying no, but, separately, but, they're but still tied. who's more prolific, Kanye or, or No ID? Kanye would be more prolific, mm-hmm. but No ID is, a, is he made 444. Like, mm-hmm. I, I give you that. Like, he made 444. He made Common's first album. Like, he, he's, he's, he's a demon. Yeah. And he's a demon whenever he feels like it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If he decides to chill for two years, when he comes back, you're going to feel that impact. Snow Allegra is because of No ID. Mm. And her shit be bumping. Who does uh ah, you know what? I know. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, but and just blaze. I mean, yeah, the, we, we like, know. I'm give the drummer some, please. Just blaze. Like he's just got blaze. his own sound. It's just blaze. Just you, know it's blaze? Yeah. you can't even say his name regularly. You gotta just you got blaze. Drop. <laughs> Anthems. Anthems. No, he like multiple. Like he's yeah, he's vicious. Notice how Ink Claw gave us a six man. Never done before on this, on this podcast. Uh-huh. This I gave a six ever. on the group thing. Well, and it, I was it, like, it, you can't do that. The, like, the reason why I did that is, is like a billion people already. But the reason why I did that is because like, like I can't talk about the top of the tops and not mention these four right. guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just that as we go closer, like it gets very clear where, where, where the, the rest gets, where mine is at. Yeah. 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 Sheesh. All right. Hey, King, who you got? All right. So for number number five, um, I did one. I did a split, so you're gonna have to deal with it. Um, organized noise and have it. Oh my god! Oh okay. And then my number four is DJ Premier and Kanye. Wow, I'm I forgot about that. Is crazy noise. how they're so. Leave it to Mouse to be. You know, today the Young Bucks are the definitive ones. Clearly, Def- <laughs> we decided. We made hard choices today. No, D-block. but honestly, I'm with them. How did Paul Tyson on here? I feel bad. Yeah. I'm okay with them not being in the top five. I'm okay yeah. with them not being in the top, top five. Top ten, sure, but I'm and, fine. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, listen. We 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 wouldn't get them, but can you say sonically they're better than Dr. Dre? Hell no. Not even the same. Can you say sonically they're better than Kanye? Can no. you say sonically they're better than No ID? Can you say sonically they're better than Jermaine Dupree? No. Sonically, can you say sonically they're better than Premier? I can say sonically they gave me a lot of soul, which I really appreciate. That's perfectly I, fine, but, but I asked you a different question. It's less soul. I, I'm here for the soul. That's You're here what for I the soul. Oh, towards. so then Kanye West is number one for you then? Damn. We knew that. I, I don't. I don't want you to think anybody. Yeah, didn't know I hate. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one, was, spoiler alert even the fans at home knew that oh my god let's go to right, number three let's go number three um punch in some fun music here why don't you here's another one <laughs> my number three is pharrell and i'm not biased or nothing well where would the bias he come from because he's from the dmv oh okay just want you to say it and you left the l off the name so i know you're not biased oh 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 <laughs> Um, my number three, uh, just blaze. You know, it, we already spoke of on the greatness. Um, uh, get a drum or something, man. Like, there's no. I don't have the relationship I have with hip hop if if it's not for just blaze and Kanye tracking those and Bink and Bink. Um, my my pop, Bink mm. Bink. 
you know I love VA. Don't don't hold See, it against me. Oh, like this is hard because then you start hearing other names. And you're like, damn. Uh. Don't don't hold it against me, big. I, I did not forget you. But yes, uh, there's no way I could leave just Blaze off this list. I'm telling you now, he number two, two and one, y'all gonna get so mad at me, and oh, I already know, but it's fine. Yes. Oh, it's for, on you, OG Pharrell. Yeah. With, with all due respect, Pharrell is the most producer person on the list. Yes. Is the most producer person? Yes. Because Pharrell doesn't just give you a track or bring you to the track. Or he gives you the hook. He mm -hmm. gives you the way you're going to mm -hmm. say your raps. Mm -hmm. And he gives you the cadences, everything. The He's like, this, no, this is what you're going to do on this. And I've seen it 70 times. Like telling somebody, no, this is this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to. Like he even showed it on... on um. On the the fade to black when he was Ooh, telling Jay Z when he say. was in the studio with him and he was mm -hmm. he didn't even have the hook yet but he was like this is what okay. it's gonna be and he was like yeah and this is where you so if I could just if I could just cheat right now number two is Pharrell for me and that's the moment that's why because the song that uh, OG is talking about is a lore arguably Jay Z's greatest I, song ever I'm sorry I forgot to put the it's a slash on that one for me though. I meant to, I forgot to write it. Ooh. Go ahead. Oh, sorry about that. But that's my number two. Pharrell is my number two for that very Since reason. Since we're talking about him, it's good to oh, bring it up. Yeah. yeah, see, I was... Timberland. Yeah, I was... Pharrell and Timberland. I'm okay with Timbo being number seven, being number six or seven for me. Mm. It's it's very rare air. It's a, For me, it's about to get very... It's very... The air is very thin when I get to number but one. But the, the thing with them is the same. They're able like, to... Like, like to say, yeah. this is what it's going to be. Yeah. And Timbaland gets tracks from everywhere mm -hmm. like he'll hear something in the room and be like yeah that's it right there mm -hmm. and then he'll beatbox it and all of a sudden it's a whole record that's why it's like, like he's, just watching he's, watching pharrell and timbaland on fade to black think about it they're, they're both from virginia they both from the same crew and they both are geniuses mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like you might argue that timbo may have more r&b but the things he's done in rap are craziness like he made big pimping he made point out the bounce. Mm. I need the bounce. He made Missy. <laughs> Mad rap with Missy. It's get, listen, it's getting red air already. Yeah. The air's I thin mean, up here. But to me, the the way I look at this thing is the things that happen, like the the, the musicality of it mm -hmm. all. You know what I'm saying? Like just Blaze's musicality is is off the wall. Like Pharrell and Timbo, their musicality is like some other shit yeah and all these people had like eras of dominating yeah and existed together like yeah. we talk about somebody like pharrell timbaland like they're dominating charts together you either it, it's very reminiscent of like new jack swing days like when you had um you know teddy riley where like you know mca took uh bobby brown to mm -hmm. teddy riley equally as they took him to babyface and in LA Reed. Like that's what Pharrell and Timbaland give mm -hmm. give me the thought process. Like, at, 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 at number six, I could have put another slash and added Swiss. Yeah. Because, I'm okay with him being further but, down. Because, because, but I'm saying, like, I could have put him on at the same place where I put Kanye in no ID because I don't know if he has this of this list of the, the what? The stamp. The what? I don't know if he has the musicality Ooh, that a Kanye wow. no ID yo, has. Yo, Swiss, I'm not, I, Swiss I, I, beats makes he could probably sit in front of you and make 25 beats in about an hour and like 20 of them will be bombs like that's where he's at with it like he's he's that ill be like Swiss is but he doesn't Ill. have the dexterity he might not have no the dexterity or 
there's things he's made like, that you're not range. thinking about. There's things well, he's made that you, like he made Remy alone. Like, oh, he did, he did, he did. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, like when yeah, yeah, when when that. you hear it, you're mm-hmm. like you're not immediately thinking Swiss beats. You're thinking that record is fire, fire and then you're yeah. like, wait a minute, Swiss did a Beyonce right? Yeah, yeah, big. That's Swissy. Yeah, that was crazy. Does Pharrell have the most musical training out of everybody on this list so far? You think Clark? Musical training, probably. Went to school for music. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, what about Kanye? I'm telling you, he's like Kanye. I don't think he went to school to like the Pharrell could play every fucking damn near instrument in the universe. Like he he could just he was in a band. He was he was in a he was in a drum line. Like he was like he was for real. Like you know, who you got? Who you got? Number three, A King. All right, so this was a toss up. Um, my two and three. I can see it right through the thing. It was a toss up. <laughs> two and three. Um, number three, Just Blaze. But I'm not, we're not on two yet, though. No, I know, I know, I know. But I could easily, he could easily go anywhere in the top three. Um, um at least in my top three. But um, today at this second, I uh, I got him as number three. Shout out to Just Blaze. Just Blaze. Number hey, two, D Block. You, oh, you sending this one out, D Block? Yeah, I'm gonna say. He said it's black. He says black music. Man. He's not getting in trouble. I respect it. Um, <laughs> Y'all are foul. <laughs> My number two was already written, so I guess I'll wait for everybody else. Um, I'll but, say mine. Yeah. Dr. Dre. I'm not mad at it. You like I said, he authored Styles. Like you, 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 NWA, Pac, Snoop. I mean, we don't gotta do his catalog. But yeah. 50. There, there was a lot more people who worked on Pac oh, before Dr. Dre got to him. Oh, yes, this is true. This, <laughs> okay. this is true. Let's 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 put this out there. Pac raised Dr. Dre's stock. Because mm. Pac was already Pac when he got like you have to understand, Easy Mo B worked on Pac before Dr. Mm. Dre got to him. Mm. He made he so many tears. He did temptation. He did so many tears. He did so many tears. Okay, okay. Temptations is my favorite pop song, so that's that. Temptations got me. Hey, hey, hey. That yes, was that was Easy Mo B. Right? No, wait, wait, that was soulful, Easy Mo B right? and Riff. So Riff is on that song in the background doing it, hey, uh, which was rapping is fundamental, which is EP, which is uh, Easy Mo B's group. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Well. He was in Brooklyn well, making records. We, Holla back. Get him out of here. Can we say that Pac's biggest records were produced by Dre? Maybe biggest, but best? I'm just saying biggest. I'm just saying biggest or best. <laughs> you walk yourself, favorite, you walk fa- yourself into that one. My favorite pop record is Temptations, but how many people really know Temptations? But everybody knows California Love. Everybody yeah, but knows. everybody knows um, uh, Dear Mama. And that ain't Drake. That's I get true. around. Everybody knows I get around. That ain't Drake. Right, everybody right. knows. Oh, okay. I drop no, it all for y'all. <laughs> Wait, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you at that. Okay. I'm just right. saying, but you use the, you use Pac. Like, how do you use Pac? I, when I you... use, wait, you put, that's the only one you focus on. I said I'm NWA. Sure. I'm, I'm just, just saying what you said, Pac, and I'm like, words mean things, Nyla. Yeah, I, I, Pac was like the third one I said. Okay. Uh, All right. So my number two, I already told y'all, this is my, since everybody's using the slash, I, I figured I'd go use oh, the slash. Oh, what happened to the unity? I'm sorry I had to, because this one was rough. This one was rough, and I was trying to figure it out, and I was going to actually... When I seen this, when I seen the slash come, I was like, right. okay. No, the sl- it's not coming. I'm telling you, you're not gonna throw no tomatoes. I say, I say number two is Pharrell slash Missy, 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 Mister Mina Elliott as a producer, producing for herself, producing alongside of Timberland. 
like produce for other like Missy's fire and she can't be boxed in. She's water. Hey. Missy's really water when it comes to this shit. Like, okay. and obviously I think Missy is that good because she came up under <laughs> Mr. Dalvin, Pharrell, Timbaland. Devante. Devante. Let's get, get but, that properly. I, listen. It's, it's Devante. I, I, listen, she slipped. I slipped. We young. <laughs> but, but that's my nigga. Jodeci is my shit, all right? Yeah. It's right here. Okay. All right. The all Dax right. is right oh, here. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. But yes, uh, I got Pharrell Missy as my split for number two. Okay. Our guest number two. Me apart. I see oh. I seen the eyes. Oh, Molly Ma. Oh, wow. I thought he would have been number one for you. Molly wow. Ma is the father of every rap producer's style. Got my man Molly Ma. Like he literally is the reason why we all make beats the way that we do. Is mm. Molly Ma. Like Molly Ma is Jesus Christ of rap, 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 rap producers. He's like all of our Jesus. Like when we speak about it, like if you get producers in a room, like his name's going to come up just as much as damn near everybody because they're going to have to look back to where they come from and where they come from comes from Molly Ma. Right. I used to be in his house. Like I learned how to actually use a drum machine sitting in his house and Herbie Lovebug's house. Like watching them use it. They didn't even teach me. They just was like, I just watched them use it. I watched him on SB12. The things he was doing on SB12, producers can't do now, still. He's the father of all rap producers. Yeah. Not mad at that. Not mad at that at all. Hey, King? Uh, Yeah, my number two. I can already see. I seen it earlier. I did. I, did a, I, I think I took Clark's number four for my number two, um, I believe, uh, which is a split. The VA boys, uh, Pharrell and Timbo. That's, num- that's my number that's three. That was my number three. Oh, that was your number three. Yeah. And, and, and that's easy. Like Pharrell and Timbo. I mean, if I go in my playlist, like what I've been listening to, you know how the other streaming companies, they have what you listen to for the year. They're in there. You know what I mean? Just on their discography and catalog. Sure. So they're. So they are my number two. And, that, and like I said, I could flip flop between my two and three, which is just Blaze any given day. So there you have it. I ain't mad at Pharrell ever. Like Pharrell just produced half of the best rap album this year. Yeah. Not mad at that at all. Oh my God. You know who we forgot? We didn't forget anybody. <laughs> we did. I want to see if you guys all forgot somebody that was on my <laughs> Yo, I forgot. I know what you're talking about. You gotta say your list. Just you gotta, I wanna say, I'll say it. I forgot about Cannon. Mm. I didn't Cannon think should be on here. Cannon? Don yeah. Cannon? Yeah. In like this Cannon, company? Cannon. Cannon. In, no, wait, wait. In this company. At least. We're talking about the top five, bro. All time. Yo, Cannon got yeah, mad. Bro, you're talking hits. top five. Cannon has bro. mad hits, though. He does. He, he does. He got mad hits. But and yeah. I didn't I didn't realize how many hits he had until I seen Drama you're Live. Wait. You care about Candace hits? When we're talking Wait, about Pharrell and Timbaland. Molly Maul, Pharrell Timbaland, okay. Just Blaze, Dr. Dre, DJ Quick, Kanye West, No we ID. We had to add a six man to get Kanye. Well, he had to add a six man to get Kanye, no ID. You talking to me about Cannon? Oh, I'm going to yeah, tell you who everybody forgot too, about, honestly. but they forgot about him. And I'm not mad at them forgetting about him because of what he means to producers instead of what he means to, pro- to, to the actual song making part. Like, like everybody, I, and I didn't forget it. I just know that when I look at this, I'm like, I have to think about all the songs. And when I think about all the songs, he doesn't it, have I, enough I, songs to fuck with this list. Who? JD. J Dilla. J Dilla. Oh, J Dilla. Not that JD. Oh, oh, J Dilla. I know, and I know. No, I, 
I know you thought that. I know you thought that. But I thought that too. But I'm just like, I have to think of songs. Now, if you were just talking to producers, we'd all go Jay Dilla somewhere on this list mm -hmm. because of how insane mm -hmm. he made beats. But you can't, you can't go. There's enough songs that that stand behind that. He made an album. He made albums of just beats that, right. as producers, we're going. This motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> like he's crazy, crazy, crazy. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. some new guys that are around that when they get their time, they're gonna lay motherfuckers out. Be because of JD, mm. because they're looking at JD going, oh, he was wilding. Like there's dudes I could listen to their style and go, oh yeah, that's because of JD. You know what I'm saying? But they're wilding. You know what I'm saying? All they got to do is catch some records. If they yeah. catch some records and they catch enough records, then we're going to be talking about a different list in a while. But JD didn't get a chance to catch enough records. His, his record, he's made some great records. Yeah. It's just that he didn't get enough for you to be like, he made the far side. Like he made can't keep running away. Mm -hmm. And we listen to that shit. Every time I listen to it, I just think, God damn, that beat is amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He made a bunch of dope beats. It's just that more of his dopest shit don't have artists on it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that Donuts album was crazy. That, was Jesus crazy. Christ! <laughs> like what the fuck? No, like I can't even I like put that on I the background. I can't even consider that rap. I just got to consider that music because it's so insane. Yeah. yeah. Like, are we are we ready to? Well, before we go into number one, I was ask you about Marley. Do you think samples, the sample laws, have boxed him in or limited him from? keep on producing when it comes nah, to because he still does what he wants when he wants yeah. I, I just think that if we don't have molly ma like half of the list don't exist any of this list i can't exist. i can't well, well except maybe well Dre actually except maybe Dre and quick don't for I mean, real Dre don't sample a lot yes he does yeah. i mean are you like 90 percent not Dre. I'm not quick does too it's just that he will play the whole sample over and then switch it a little bit but he you know but dj quick his musicality dog mm -hmm. You, you know how you know DJ Quick is a fucking amazing producer? Raphael Sadiq be like, hey, Quick, what are you doing? <laughs> like, let's go make some records. You know what I'm saying? He's worked with Raphael Sadiq a million times a million, yeah. because of how amazing his musicality is. You work with him a lot on that Lucy Pearl project. All right. You're now listening to the What Hip Hop Questions Legend List. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's go to number ones. Oh uh, man, number uh, ones. I know I'm getting. I know. I know it's about to get crazy. Mind, so it's Kanye. 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 Yeah, that's a that's a crazy catalog. Can we put a bed? When I, when I show my number one. You want a bed? Yeah, like a bed. A music, music bed? bed? Oh, music bed. <laughs> which which song? Can't Tell Me Nothing? Um, I hope not. Ah, that was a good one. Get shut yeah. down. Just because you said it's Kanye, you yeah. can't tell me nothing. Uh, now, if you want this, uh, now if you want this episode to stay up. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright issues. Oh, true. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Then you know what you do? You play, uh, you play uh, I Changed My Mind. <laughs> not not no, not, not for any funny shit. Effect. No, no, not oh. not for any funny shit because that beat was fucking ignorant. Mm-hmm. I changed. I don't know. I don't know. Like that fucking beat is outstanding. Oh, or play or play play the brandy joint. Or the internet. Play the brandy joint. Oh, the uh the um take me no never. Uh, uh, I don't know uh-huh. when I heard that beat I was like oh my fucking god I was like that's amazing <laughs> especially because I knew the sample yeah, yeah. when I'm knowing the sample and I'm going who would have never touched that <laughs> like look what you did and it's yeah. oh so good man yo when a producer does some shit that makes you go I wish I did that shit that's, that's when you one. know yeah that's the like when I heard next episode I was like yeah. Well, I listened to that sample a thousand times. <laughs> How I never said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. But then you hear it and you're just like, yeah, all right, Dre. You got it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, Playboy. So in, in, in that vein, I'm, I'm going with the, to me, one of the masters of that. Puff Daddy is my number one. Puff Daddy is a great Puff producer. Daddy is my number one. Um, as y'all can see, I have in the corner heaven, what I consider heaven. Uh, y'all know I, I, I separate everything by like earth and then like out of this world shit, right? Kanye and Jermaine Dupree are not on my list because I think they're out of this world. I don't think it would be fair to critique them by anybody's list, the shit they've done. So, um, so you basically have six. Technically, I got uh, seven. <laughs> you got like a, you got <laughs> I got seven. No, 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 because they're, you slashed them, right? No, they're, they're one and two in heaven. Who's one and two? Kanye's one. Kanye's and JD is two in heaven. Which JD? Jermaine Dupree? Jermaine Dupree. 
I got I have Dilla. I will put Dilla as my sixth man. So Dilla would be on my list okay. if we had six. I, I just want to be careful mm -hmm. here because we talking about rap. We talking about rap. Jermaine Dupri, although he wasn't producing like like super hippity hop rap. Hippity hop. I didn't say hippity hop. I didn't do that. Don't do that. He still produced Bow Wow. Mm -hmm. no, he still produced Chris Cross. Chris listen, listen. Here's why mm -hmm. I put JD. Like in a different place. Yeah. I actually put him and Pharrell in a different place because they're probably two artists that make artists. Yes. Mm. And yes. that yes. is some other that, shit yes. to make Which an artist. Which is why I had to put him, I couldn't put him in this list. I couldn't put him it, on the list. Understand me, I, I didn't put JD on the list. Yeah. I had to put Pharrell because of how many rate, amazing records he made and he just made rap album of the year. Yeah. So, but. If we're just talking about producers, period, them two dudes are on a, a list. They're in the top five of best producers ever. Ever. I'm just talking genre. about producers. Yeah. Like, ever. Yeah. Because of the ability to pluck somebody and go, okay, this is what you're going to do. And you do everything, and then it comes out right. Like, he made escape. Like, he... That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, he is yeah, but, a factory. It, within his own self, he is a factory. Yeah, but he's a factory in music. I don't know if it's rap music like I that. I would still be, I still would not be able to. And I'm not mad at you. And, and, I, I'm and, not I'm mad. With you. and I agree with you, but I would not be able to even talk about hip hop, rap, anything, and not address what he did as just a monster. Same thing with Ye. I and, can't and, put Ye and, on this and list. I want to go on record as clearly saying, I might not have him on my top rap list, but he's in my top five of best producers ever. Same. He's Jermaine Dupri. Same. Yeah. Same. Like, Puff is in my top 10 of best producers ever. ever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that. Like, that's why like I put Pharrell in. top producers ever. Like, like Puff would touch a rap song and it's just a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. He was, he was different. Like he was different. To this day, he's different. I don't, like, I know music is changing. I think, I think what, what Puff did like easily mm -hmm. was bring energy. Yeah. yeah. And energy helps make yeah. a record. Even when you talk about a remix, what is that? He brought a new, energy to right. a song that's it's energy like it's yeah. energy so yeah that, that, so that's why i got puff as my number one i know y'all are mad I know, as the producer of this podcast can bring energy to this room <laughs> speak on it God. tomato speak tomato, on tomato, it. tomato tomato <laughs> clark what's your number one my number one is dj premier okay oh, okay okay and, and the reason why my number one is dj premier is because He's the most boom bap <laughs> producer ever. And even if he made a beat on somebody that I didn't think the song was good, right? like I still walk away going, God damn it, the beat is fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but he made unbelievable. He made kick in the door. Mm. He made so many. Mm. He, here's the thing. Premier probably has more records that didn't go to radio that were bombs than everybody on the list. Mm. Think about this. Absolutely. Like Premier's records might not have gone to radio yeah, still the them. same way. Boy, but boy. you look at them like, nah, those records are better than the records on the album. You yeah. know what I mean? And every, every it almost like, it's almost like a rapper's rite of passage to rhyme on Premier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, I, I'm going to say this and this, this is a, this is something I've never admitted before. Like he's literally one of the reasons why I slowed down on producing what? because I was always like, damn, look, what the 
fuck was going on when he did that? So I was, and the thing is, before, when I first was making beats, I made beats the same way. I would chop samples and make beats and, mm -hmm. you know, like, and that's the way I was trying to shift my shit around, like throw people like, but then the shit where I had more melodic and more, more um soulful loops with the shit that people chose. And I would be like, yo, what the fuck? These beats are crazy. And then his, his joints would come out and I'd be like, yeah, that's, a, it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's the shit. That's yeah. the shit. And that's yeah. the shit that I would, I would be wanting to do. So, but because I knew that's the way I would start making every beat. I just was like, I just got to slow down <laughs> and let me just, let me just not as much. You know what I'm saying? Because Premier, like every time he chopped the beat, I just was like, Jesus Christ, like what the <laughs> fuck is happening here? Like, and like, we literally use the same sample, like right behind each other. I produced Players Anthem and then he produced You Played Yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I think he made it because I made Players Anthem. Mm -hmm. I think that was a conversation. Like, J. Rue was like, you played yourself talking about yeah. Biggie. Yeah. But he made it because of that. So he used the same sample. I used it. I took it apart, chopped it, put it back. But I put it back the same way. But I put it back so it could play in a different speed in the same notes. He took the notes apart, chopped it up, and it became You Played Yourself. And I was like, what the fuck was it? I almost felt like, he don't like me. <laughs> and he and you, you need to know, like, I good. might know Premier before everybody in rap because he was he, when he was at school at Prairie View University I went and did a show there with Dana Dane and that's the first time we met is while he was still in school this is before he's making records wow. and, and we became friends then so like I'm like that's my man like does he not Why like me like that? <laughs> but, but I but I wasn't even mad I was like he murdered that shit yeah, I was you just still got the win you know why no I got the win no I got the win you hear niggas yeah and, like yeah I might have got the win, that, but in like, my producer heart, I was like, "You felt it, fuck." Yeah, you felt it. <laughs> we had a fight, and he hit me with a haymaker. You know what I'm saying? But like, literally, I would, I would just keep hearing Prem and just be like, "You know what? Slow down." That's fly. And you know, I'm a DJ first. You know what I'm saying? I'm a producer second. I'm a producer because I'm a DJ. But I would, I, literally, he's the only person that made me go. I, yeah, maybe you should slow down for a little bit and chill and take it and, yeah. and and not be trying to go so hard. Like maybe just like and, and that's what made me um, look differently at producing. It made me go, do I want to produce this artist? Do I want to do a record with it? You know what I'm saying? So I'm more careful like that. I'm not just the guy who's like factory and going, yo, I want to produce joints. I'm going to produce joints and have joints on everybody. I'm like, do I like the artist? Is the artist dope? So now when I do something, I'm just like, I'm thinking about how dope is the artist. So like when I worked with Kanye, I was like, Kanye is amazing. So when we made the record we made, I might not have been like, oh, this is amazing. I was just like, I worked with an amazing artist. So I was yeah. choicey, you know what I'm saying? So like right now, I'm just like, instead of just being a beat factory, I'm just like, do, do. Like a beat dojo. Like, do I want to work with the artist? Do I yeah. do I think the artist is amazing because I really want to be a producer in the room? I don't want to be the guy who just gave you a beat. Yeah, you know. I have okay. to say, there's a um, I hate to do the stereotype of of the uh, the white boy that loves Wu Tang. But there's a big omission from all three of your lists. Oh, RZA. <laughs> I don't think he's top five. I don't you think said five. I, I think I think if you were saying important, most important producers in rap, he's definitely top five. But like. I'm like, does he have enough to be in this same conversation? And do I think he's great? Absolutely. He made you like an offbeat loop. I'm like, how? 
But like we liked it. We was like, nah, that shit's fire. You know what I'm saying? He made you like shit differently. He made a lot of people believe they were producers when they weren't. Mm. Like he made a lot of guys who were sitting in their house with a sample or go, oh, I'm a producer because of the RZA. Like, no, you're not. The RZA had a formula. RZA had these guys that he was going to like, I'm going to make their shit feel like this. So RZA did something extremely important. And I like how they kind of showed that. On, yeah, uh, on yeah. The, the RZA was, like was definitely the abbot. He was the abbot. He was yeah. he was the head of all of it. And, and you can't take that away. His shit is his sound and he's amazing for it. You know? Yeah. Amazing. Like I think the Rizzo the Rizzo is fucking I tell you super who's a dude. great producer. Whoever's fucking downstairs drilling, that they're a great producer that they are. They are, they are producing, producing the hell out this episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey King, who you who you got, hey King? Uh so we can hurry up before they start drilling again. Um, uh, my number one, man, I, I I listened to this album from the time it came out, even to this day. Um outside of the previous discography and just his contributions to the culture period, man. I'm gonna take it to the West Coast, Dr. Dre. Number one? Yeah. Can't be mad at yeah. that, dog. I can't be mad at yeah, it. Number one. A lot of people, a lot of producers will say Dr. Dre. Yeah. You know? All right, all right. To be honest, full I was gonna put DJ Clark Kent at first, but then I said he's here. I don't wanna seem like that I'm, would be weird. You know right? what I mean? Yeah. You know well, what I, mean? I, I wouldn't put myself in the top, <laughs> in the top six of this. And the reason why is because yes, I've made some records. Yes, I've made some hits. Yes, I've done some things. Play the anthem. In Brooklyn Finest has you in top ten. No one are if anyone argues that fight them. Songs. No, 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 no. I don't I don't know no. about producer. No. To me, you gotta have like I've, and I made enough records and I've produced and remixed a bunch of records, but like to stand next to Molly Ma, like my my most people would be like, that's humble. I'm like, that ain't even humble. That's me saying, Molly, you those, fathered my style. Those two oh. records alone. If we're looking at it like a versus, like a quantifiable thing, like a one, one, one has to last type thing, those two songs will knock out at least five songs from each person on this list. Sky's the limit. I got, now you're at three. I, I'm not gonna say I don't have some bombs. Now you're at three. I'm not gonna say I don't have some bombs. But, I'm but just, what, that's I'm what I'm saying, saying is, that's my quantifier. If I have to sit here and I say I got those three records, mind you, we're just stopping at these three. We can keep going. He has about ten. He's sitting here, but I'm gonna say it for him. He has about ten records that will smoke any ten records from these people on this list. That's you have to put yourself in that top ten. Have to. I, I, I me personally, I can't. I, and I, and I really believe I can't because when I look at this list, I look at a bunch of guys who. Just like, like most people look at my, me putting Molly Ma at number two and be like, Molly Ma ain't done this in this amount of time. But what Molly Ma did is the reason why we can talk about a top rap list. Like he is Jesus to all of us. The symphony you know what I'm needs to be like, in like the National Museum of African American History. Dog, like to the first posse. He, ma he made it to demo. And when you listen to it to demo, just the way that he hooked the drums is enough for all of us to go, okay, yeah, yeah. Leave him, leave that man alone. Leave him, leave him alone. He's separate. It's almost like I want to be like, here's Molly Ma and here's the rest of the list. But, you know, Premier for me, beat wise, I'm just like, yeah, like he he just don't fucking miss. Pharrell and, and Timberland, like I can't stand next to them respectfully. I, I, I think they're like just blaze, dog. Like I talk to just blaze once a week because right. like he's my my young homie. Right, right. But I like it's shit that he's doing in his crib right now that I'm just like, dog, yo, stop like. Like, like I can't, I can't put myself next to him. I can't put myself next to Dr. Dre, DJ Quick, no ID, Kanye. 
as a, a producer in the in the realm of you premiere just blaze no. No, i'm not gonna say kanye because he he's going a different way but specifically you hold on, hold on. i wouldn't say kanye is going a different way no, no, no. he just produced on push's album too and he brought the kanye he, he we did. was looking for so so let's even but i'm you'll understand why i took him out of that the question i'm about to ask you you specifically just blaze specifically and premiere specifically y'all make some shit mm. but today's popular artist does not fit the mold of a word to be worthy of a premiere a just blade the, the, cl- so the, is the thing is like- the thing is they do they are worthy it's just that they'd rather go with speed than to go with quality <laughs> and it's not which their get, fault which still it's not their right, fault which still leads me it's to this ask. this is the reason right. why which still leads me they to don't ask. have time which still leads me to ask when you hear just blaze and you're like oh he's in there going crazy is it a bit sad and then when you're like well who's gonna use that nah because he's he's scoring video games like come on man and now you're about to be able to vote on a video game soundtrack for a grammy like just blaze will win a grammy for a a fucking soundtrack for a video because his soundtrack for his video games it his video games when i say his like he owns the company like like think about that like just blaze is like yeah well Fuck all you rap shits. I'm going to make some video games. Why? Because video games won't go away. Yeah. You rappers will go away. Mm. So even if you feel like you don't want to come and get with Just Blaze, who fixed damn near anybody he's ever produced. Bang. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fine. I'll do these video games that your kids are going to play when you're dead. (laughs) Sheesh. See what I'm saying? One question, Clark, about a song like just, and this kind of wraps up our all producing thing. When you give a sky's the limit to big, does, do you kind of put in his ear, this is a more inspirational vibe that well, where that song is going to go? It's funny because with Sky's the Limit, this is going to sound crazy to you. That was Akinelli's beat. What? But he didn't move on it. The, actually, the first person to have that beat was Jay. Okay. The second person was Sauce Money. Because okay. in, in our hierarchy, it was Jay, Sauce Money. Those two the first people who get all, all my beats. That, yeah. That's just the way it went. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't move it. Yeah. And then... And then it was Akinelli, because Akinelli was damn near down with us. And he didn't move on it. He just didn't do it. So then when I, I gave it to Big, and he, like, it wasn't the first thing I gave him. Like, Players Anson was, was mm-hmm. the first thing on the tape. And then Need You Tonight was mm-hmm. there. Like, I, it's almost like I put the, the, Junior, Mafia the Junior Mafia album. What? <laughs> Need You Tonight. Still, it's a, it's a it's personal a, it's a good favorite. Record. It's a good record. It's, yeah. But the thing is, like, I damn near gave him Junior Mafia, a Junior Mafia album without trying to because there was a bunch of the joints on there that became junior mafia's album right so but this song soon as it came on he was like we're on a tour bus and he's like he was like hold this for me and i was like hold what dog what are you talking about i can't hold that like like i i move music and he was like nah you got a whole list for me like i i need this track and i was like okay Five minutes later, he's going, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I got to hold this. Because mm. I just like, if that's what you're coming up with off of this, this is going to be special. I felt like it was going to be special. Yeah. I didn't know until when he laid the verses and I was just like, oh, shit. So when I mixed the song, <laughs> he's we're in the studio and I mixed the song. He goes, this is it. This is my favorite song. And I was like. Okay, that's enough for me. If the shit doesn't do anything, it's big, big said song. it's his favorite song. And 
He didn't question the way I mixed it. He didn't question the way I did the drops. He didn't question the way anything happened. He just was like, I trust you. And because we already did an album together, we did Jimmy Mafia's album together. And I, I literally produced all the vocals on the whole album. So, and, and a bunch of the songs, but like, he was just like, nah, I trust Clock. And on this song, he, at the end of it said it was his favorite song. And I was just like, yeah, let it be whack. I don't care. He said it was his favorite song. You know what I'm saying? So you don't know when it's happening, but but him saying that gave me a different feeling. It made me feel like, okay, I I did I did the right thing by by not giving it to Akinelli, unfortunately, because he's my man and I don't want you to think I didn't want him to have it, but he just didn't move on it. Yeah. You know? And Sauce and Jay didn't move on it either. They didn't move on Players Anthem. It's just so funny. I gave Players Anthem to LL Cool J. I'm so glad. No, 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 no. Listen. I gave it to LL Cool J, right? It was the first thing. It was the first thing on a tape that I gave to him, right? We make play his anthem. We 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 go to a a mastering lab and make some some plates, and we go to the club. We go to the tunnel and give it to Flex and give it to Cat. Cat just starts banging it and banging it like no one's ever heard it. But now the crowd's going bananas. Was me, Big Un, and and a couple of the mafia kids there. But we're just on the wall like playing cool and then Big's verse come by and everybody's like oh shit this is a new Biggie record LL walks in the joint he goes yo fuck is this it's this new shit I, we just did we just did it like yesterday and he was like yo you need to give me a joint like this it's the first thing on the tape I gave you <laughs> so that tells me you're not listening nah, it's, it's not that they can't hear the whole song they can only hear what they're supposed to do. And maybe he didn't know what he was supposed to do. Yeah. So a producer has to be able to say, this is what you're supposed to do. He has to finish the record. All of these guys on these finish. on this list can finish the records. There's dudes who make beats and they, they, they just make beats and they pass them off. That's like damn near 70% of shit you hear on the radio right now is somebody off. who passed off a beat or somebody who put it on YouTube and somebody heard it and was like, made a song. And then they're chasing down the guy to find out if they can get paid for the song that they yeah. use off of their beat that they found on YouTube. Yeah. But all of these guys finished the record. Molly Mob made Shantae. Mm -hmm. He made Kane. Mm -hmm. He made Biz. Mm -hmm. He made uh, fucking Cool G Rap. Yes. Like when I'm talking about, he made those artists. Like that's some other shit, B. Molly Mars, Jesus. To Everybody all of us. on the symphony. Yeah. Every single artist yeah. on the symphony. Yeah. He created the juice crew and made all of them. Like, what? What are you, are you not paying attention? How many of these uh, these producers that you can look at and go, they made? Nobody. Premier made guru. No, oh, I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is I'm on this today. list, how many of them can you say made an artist? The, the it's short. Premier made guru. Pharrell and Timberland, I feel both. both Pharrell and Timberland made a, a, a group. Made Missy, Pharrell, Pharrell made Pharrell made the clips. Made the clips. Pharrell made Khalees. Khalees. Pharrell made um, Pharrell. Pharrell. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> he, re, he revamped Nori. He, okay. he he just gave Nori a record that changed what Nori was gonna do. Um, with Dre obviously. Dre I mean, Dre Snoop. Dre Dre made Snoop. Um, Eminem. JD. Dre made Dre made Eminem's. He made. I'm gonna. He made. He made, you about, he made 50. Oh, no, yeah. no, he didn't make 50. He made 50. <laughs> he, didn't make, he didn't make 50. 50 was already being 50 when he got But he to wasn't going to be that. He was going to be that. Without Dre. Here's the reason why he was going to be All that. Who's beats? 
Dog, when he made Flatline, people loved that shit. When he made- But Flatline would have never seen the light of day. I'm not saying he didn't help him. Mm -hmm. What I'm telling you is 50 was already an artist, a pure artist. Every Think about this. I agree with no, what you're saying. Think about this. Yeah. Every 50 song that you love is a singing hook. Yes. And you don't think one. he's a singer. That means yeah. he's the fucking real deal. Yeah. And he's David Blaine. He made a C-song. <laughs> he made a C-song. I was like, Wait, Yo, yo, <laughs> think about this. He had a beef with Ja Rule. Who, about the same shit. And they were doing the same shit. It's just that. Ja Rule sang like an R&B nigga. He sang like a hood nigga. Now, that is where, that is where the difference 50 is. 50 sings like your uncle is singing his favorite song. Yeah, but we never all can sing much, it. Never we too all much, know it's. Never too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so it, it's, it's different. Well, Clark, Clark thank you this so is much. The new, this is the Clark. Uh, hip hop questions, legends. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, nah, thank you, thank you for pulling up. Thank you so much for pulling yeah, up. Thank you for even you know, asking we, me. I appreciate. We've it. been able to sit under, you know, sit and speak to a whole bunch of legends that we grew up mm -hmm. idolizing and listening to. So you know, to add you to a listen, the way you came in on fire, we we super appreciate uh -huh. it. Yeah. When I'm when I'm passionate about something, and I'm passionate about producers being a producer, but I'm actually passionate about these guys because I'm actually. I'm actually a fan of these people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So because I'm a DJ, I listen differently. So I listen from the outside going, geez, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it was hard for me to not mention JD because I, like I said, I could listen to donuts and be like, this is some of the most amazing shit I've ever heard, but I need records to make mm -hmm. this list. Yeah. And like, again, I go back to DJ Premier and I say, DJ Premier has made so many records that bang in clubs that don't go to radio he might have more of those records than these guys have records that did it. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. I, you know, I can go to a club and do a premiere set, paying tribute to him, and every record I play will ring off to the crowd. Mm -hmm. Because they might go, I didn't hear that on the radio, but that was my favorite joint on the yeah. album. Yeah. Because when premiere gets to your, it's almost like you needed premiere on your album back in those times. Like in the mid-90s, all the way through to the early 2000s, you needed premiere on your album. Otherwise, your album wasn't done. Please tell the people we already know where to follow you and support you. But where can the people uh, I'm, follow, I'm, support? I'm easy to follow. I'm at DJ Clark Kent, just the way it sounds. Um, on Instagram, on Twitter, and you know, I'm trying not to do too much, stay out the way, but do good things. I wake up every day just trying to do cool shit. Mm. You be winning. You you're an over. You're years. an overachiever in that <laughs> instance. <laughs> Nyla, anything? He said it all. Thank you so much for coming. Don't miss an episode of The What? Hip-hop questions, legends, and lists. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The What? Hip-hop questions, legends, and lists podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network, and our executive producer is Darren Byrne, and produced by A-King. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. 
Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 